0: A new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details.
1: Let the word go forth. Fool
2: me once. Are you fired up? If I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on shame on you. <laughs> it's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat,
1: hosted by Ben Kissel. Yeah. Fool me, can't get fooled again. All right, welcome to the show, everyone. I am Ben Kissel. That's Marcus Parks. Hey. Well, we're just going to do a quick episode here. We got, we're we so dang busy. we got to go out to Colorado. We just yeah. recorded Eileen Warno's Part 2 for last podcast on the left, so that'll be coming out soon. Um, we've got a bunch of stuff that happened this week. I want to thank everyone who submitted to the Dumpster Fire Chats, benk721 at gmail.com. Keep them coming, and uh, I will do my best to get you guys an episode uh, every week. You know, again, we are busy, but we're, we're st- we love doing it. Yeah, we this, do, man. This is our dream job. And it's such an honor and a privilege to be able to do this for a living, so... So, we had the march., uh, there was a uh, a tax march. Mm-hmm. Of course, tax day is coming up here if it's I think it's today. Holy, I got to go. I got to do. A, I gotta get, get some taxes done. Uh, and of course, Donald Trump refuses to uh, release his taxes. Uh, when he was running in 2016, he claimed it was because he was under audit. And uh, evidently, according to Sean Spicer, the man who never lies because he doesn't know what truth is. Um, he, uh, he, he says uh, still that there is an audit going on with Donald Trump. Of course, there is nothing stopping him from releasing his taxes well under audit. If he is under audit, he still could release. His taxes. And so there was a massive march uh, demanding that he does release his taxes. And Donald Trump, in classic Donald Trump fashion, called the protesters idiots, said, I won the election. What are you doing out here? Tweeted at them in a juvenile way because that's what the Trumper does.
2: Yeah. He asked, uh, one has to wonder who paid these protests. No one. Once again, it's this whole paid protester bullshit that is just
1: dumb. George Soros would be broke in a week <laughs> if he paid for all of these people to protest. And I I do want to clarify. Somebody on Twitter did mention how we've been railing, uh, you know, against Donald Trump uh, quite heavily because I haven't been happy with what he's doing, um, and it is important to remove the policy from the man and Donald Trump. In my opinion, it's, it's so unlikable, it's mm. tough sometimes, even yeah. if he does something that I like, it's tough to uh, agree with. But if he does do something that is good, I promise you we will uh we will cover it uh, positively for he is doing some fairly good things with small businesses so that that is a that is a positive thing of the Trump administration. but uh currently, I am blinded by the rage of Attorney General Jeff Sessions mm-hmm. and what they're doing with immigration and again what's happening with his foreign policy. Um, I just don't see where it's going. And uh, now we have a massive situation that's come up in North Korea. Uh, we have decided we've decided to no longer have. The the, uh, long standing policy. Marcus, you can find what the policy is. I believe it's um, strength through patience. It's something like that. You can find an article with Mike Pence. He's over there in the demilitarized zone right now in North Korea. And the North Koreans, they had, uh, of course, led by Kim Jong un. I equate them to a cult in in its waning days. They're fatalistic and horrifying at this point. Uh, He had a missile launch, uh, an attempted missile launch, and it failed miserably. It lasted about four seconds, uh, which is never good for a missile launch. They had a massive nationalistic parade, and uh, many of those missiles that were touted through uh, Ping Yang. Um, are believed to be fake, Mm -hmm. as a matter of fact. It reminds me of uh, what the Russians used to do. Uh, The Russians would throw huge military parades, and they would fly planes and planes and planes and planes over. And the U.S. was like, oh, my God, they have to have thousands of these things. They were the same planes. Um, And so a lot of this stuff is political theater, and Kim Jong-un, obviously, saber-rattling extremely uh, hard right now. And the Trump administration is, as well, Do we want to have a military, show of military force in North Korea? I don't think it's a good idea. As again, they are fatalistic and it will be like Vietnam all over again.
2: Mike Pence said that we're going to abandon the failed policy of strategic patience. Strategic
1: patience, which is, uh, you know, the U.S. is, uh, you know, we've been using our diplomacy for years on North Korea. Nothing has really changed. Uh, the regime, it seems to be getting more militarized, more fanatical as time goes on. Obviously, Kim Jong-un, uh, the, the third generation, they tend to get more hawkish um, and he wants to make a name for himself. Uh, Donald Trump has now tried to attach himself and get in the good graces of the Chinese, uh, no longer calling them a currency manipulator. The Chinese offer about 90% of all the goods in North Korea. And so we'll see if they're going to be able to sort of use some diplomatic strategies in order to disarm or uh, at the very uh, at the very least uh, disincentivize uh, the North Koreans from acting in such a manner.
2: Well Trump tried to go back a little bit on the whole currency manipulator thing in a tweet uh, where he said not a good something along the lines of not a good idea Uh, to call China. Why would I call China a currency manipulator when they're working with with us us
1: on uh, North Korea? We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Donald Trump also in his brilliance you know when ronald reagan uh and yes again it's ronald reagan (laughs) i say it right uh when he gave his amazing speeches regarding gorbachev and the wall uh regarding disarming the soviet union uh, basically won us uh, the cold war through a lot of rhetoric and of course a lot of backdoor uh, diplomacy donald trump's uh, version of the great speeches that reagan gave was uh Kim Jong-un has to behave. He said he has to behave like a uh, school child uh, who, is, uh, who refuses to sit down during class. He, he just said Kim Jong-un has to behave. So that's the, kind of, that's the level of uh, intelligence that Donald Trump is bringing to the uh, conversation. And it's mm-hmm. thankfully, uh, there are people around him that understand world affairs and current events much more. Uh, We just hope the cooler heads prevail. And quite frankly, I just uh, the last dumpster fire. I just railed against uh, Mike Pence for gay conversion therapy, his terrible stance on immigration, so many things. In this situation, he is the only member of the White House in the from the White House who is uh, acting presidential. Mm -hmm. And if you look at Mike Pence, if you go back and watch the season one of House of Cards, which I'm rewatching season four because season five comes out on May 30th. (gasps) This is the only show I follow. I love that show. It's a great show. I love Robin Wright so much. Uh, Mike Pence reminds me a lot of. Frank Underwood, starting out as the VP, and you wonder if he doesn't try to position himself uh, to be the president if uh, Donald Trump isn't able to last all four years. So, there's a lot of stuff going on right now internationally.
2: Yeah, well, what you said earlier about people uh, saying that, you know, we have to b- separate the policies from the man, yeah. the reason why it's hard to do that is because Donald Trump al- was elected president by selling himself. Yes, if he you, was. If you, listen to his, uh, if you listen to his speeches, it's all I, me, my. Mm-hmm. Uh, he takes credit for everything. Uh, he does not separate the policies from himself.
1: No, he's, and this is why it's such a difficult pivot for him to have when he goes 180 on situations like NATO uh, and foreign intervention because he did sell himself. To your point, Marcus is so uh, he 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 sold Trump the brand. Trust me and trust him. That, exactly, that, that was his catchphrase. With with his, trust me, with believe his, me with his circular hand, mesmerizing circular hand motions. He, yeah, he sold Trump the brand. Uh, he tr- he sold us some Trump steak, and it turns out when it came to our door, it was a bunch of rotten fish. And <laughs> that's, what's, that's what's going on, and that's why a lot of the people who were his core supporters, even though most people, rational people, saw through the BS uh, that Donald Trump was spewing on the stage as he would just roll with the crowd. Whatever the crowd would say, Donald Trump absorbed it and, and spewed it right back to them. He was a perfect mirror of the crowd that he was presenting... Um himself in front of to become the president of the United States. And uh, so that's why people are quite upset with him um, for his, uh, his pivots on these massive uh, important issues. And again, I wouldn't necessarily be against the strike in Syria if there was a policy backing it. That was, uh, that was reasonable. I think the, the mother of all bombs um, that was dropped over in, uh, in our, uh, in Afghanistan, uh, upwards of 90 ISIS uh, soldiers were killed. Supposed ISIS soldiers. We don't really know, Mm -hmm. um, um, of course, the uh, the the media is just going to go with that narrative because it suits their mo, which is uh, profiting uh, creating profits for their advertisers, mm-hmm. and their advertisers are going to make a lot of money if we're in another war. So Donald Trump is, uh, you know, it, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't have necessarily disagreed with the strikes in Syria if I felt there was a rational policy backing it up. Uh, I'm just not, I'm not there with Donald Trump at this point. I don't trust him, uh, and, that, no. and that's it. Uh, there's another. He's given us absolutely no reason to trust him on anything. And a lot of his core supporters are sort of there is a buyer's remorse. As a matter of fact, there's an individual who is suing the Trump administration, claiming that Donald Trump. Incited him to commit violence at one of his campaign rallies, um, which is so big, he was just following orders. He was just following <laughs> orders, and if you don't, re, if you recall, and to some degree, the man is right. I don't think he has any legal grounds, for my understanding of it. But uh, Donald Trump would say, "Oh, don't don't hurt him. It's not the good old. If it was the good old days, we've had ways to handle these kinds of people." Well, it was there the was one was no Trump
2: is the one where Trump said, "Get him out
1: of here. Yeah, get him out of here. Take his coat. Yeah, um, and so there is no denying that his rhetoric certainly wasn't. Uh, he didn't. He didn't calm the situation. No, By any means.
2: Absolutely not. But I'm sure that guy is uh, that's saying that Trump forced him into uh, some sort of violence. The guy, uh, I, I mean, that's just, I mean, that what a willful... Um removal of totally. responsibility from
1: himself. I mean, that, that is yeah. a complete and total bullshit act. And the guy was 76 years old. Yeah. I mean, you don't uh, you at that point, you should have enough of a core set of principles that you can't be encouraged to commit an act of violence uh, against somebody yeah. much, much younger than he was. Well, it's the excuse that a teenager gives. Exactly. And there is a lot. And that's what it seems like right now. There isn't an adult in the room. And um, and, and that's what we're seeing as uh, as uh, the White House had a difficult time and lied about uh their easter celebrations that happened over the weekend as well i mean this was cartoonish what occurred uh sean spicer lied about the number of eggs they were going to have for the children um and because they're like yeah i think they had eighteen thousand or something like that he's like this is the this is the normal number and it's far lower than the normal number of easter eggs i understand how stupid and juvenile this conversation is but we have to have it because they lie about such strange things Mm -hmm. that we can't trust them on the large issues and that's why it's significant that we have a certain amount of faith in the integrity of our president because life and death issues are on the line.
2: Well, that's what compulsive liars do. Compulsive right. liars lie about small shit that doesn't matter. Yeah, and uh, why? It just makes their life more difficult. It, just, it makes their life more difficult. They can't help it. And it, it's like an administration that is the personification of a compulsive liar.
1: Right. And that's why we have Sean Spicer up there every single day giving his press conferences, and he's having a difficult time following the lies and that's why he stumbles so often and that's why of course uh you know he makes gaffes like he did uh, equating assad to hitler arguing that assad was worse than hitler because hitler never used gas obviously hitler uh used gas quite a bit it's quite a famous uh time of history cyclone b uh that all of us know uh however i do think that that was uh we talked about a little bit that on uh about that on the last episode uh the trump administration I don't believe that Donald Trump is anti-Semitic personally. Jared Kushner is his closest aide right now. He's a devout uh, man of Jewish faith. Ivanka has converted to Judaism, and of course Ivanka is very close with her father, President Trump. So I don't believe he's anti-Semitic, but it does play into the the larger narrative that the alt-right has helped uh, propel Donald Trump to the White House and are now obviously feeling extremely uh, embarrassed and uh, and abandoned. Uh, we also have to talk about Alex Jones, <laughs> um, the, my favorite story of the week. Um, Alex Jones is currently fighting to maintain custody of his children after a divorce in 2015, which leads you to believe he had custody. He did, and uh, his children are nine to 14 uh, years of age. And I'm not. I've kind of going back and forth on this is Alex Jones the greatest father of all time, or is he (laughs) horrifying? Because a part of me could just be like, He's fun dad. Yeah. He just rips off his shirt and we barbecue and he screams all day. He probably is fun. I mean, honestly, he probably is fun dad. But the thing that was uh, revealed that I thought was the most interesting, speaking of Donald Trump and his performance, uh, it was revealed in the court documents from Alex Jones's lawyer. His wife was arguing that he can't be trusted with the children to have custody uh, because he's so bombastic, hyperbolic uh, His uh, with what he says on his radio show and his, tele- or his internet broadcast. So his lawyer said he's a performance artist and nothing that he says should be taken seriously mm-hmm. which completely counteracts and contradicts uh what alex jones presents himself to be and there are core believers in the info war uh, i call it again it's monetized lies it is a he has found a way to get clicks and get eyeballs on his product and that's why he's able to sell defense shield sprays and ridiculous amounts yeah. of uh, true uh snake oil salesman products. Um, but I thought that was an interesting thing uh, to hear from this week, that alt-right, that sort of Infowars brand, uh, along with, you know, Donald Trump, they're being revealed for the scam artists that they are. And it's, you know, tough for people like Marcus, myself, and even Henry to some degree um, uh, to uh, to understand how people could fall for the act but it's very easy he's very convincing and he's very dedicated to his performance art I think uh, there, there's a lot of people uh, that listen to Alex Jones I, I I don't know it's confirmation bias don't you think I mean a lot of it's confirmation
2: bias but uh, I'm not really sure when he turned from just kind of a fun thing to listen to because right. for us like we've been listening to Alex Jones for years and Love he it. was like we loved it it was a, a fun weird thing uh, and every once in a while he would actually make a good point so he, he here is- and there Like, he would actually make a good point. Uh, But then a few years ago, there was just this weird turn Mm -hmm. that he made, this weird nationalistic turn, uh, and he kind of went on the road to uh, Mm -hmm. where he – has ended up today. You know, his his intense support of Trump, you know, his intense uh, identification with the Mm -hmm. alt-right. He took this weird turn, uh, but the thing is is that that weird turn is what put him to the national stage. Absolutely.
1: From a a fringe uh, conspiracy theory guy. Almost on par with David Icke. Yeah. The man who believes that reptilians run the world. Yeah, On
2: par with him. On par with him. Close to that. Uh, But then once he really started getting to this nationalistic stuff, once he started becoming dangerous, like right. truly dangerous, because Alex Jones, for as much as we make fun of him, as much as we make a lot of him, like Alex Jones has turned into a very dangerous figure. Well,
1: and because he's turned into an influential voice in America, which yeah. is never a good thing when you have uh, those sorts of Entertainers being uh, normalized, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what's happened. Now, of course, uh, in back into the politics world, Adam Schiff—he is the Democrat who is sort of leading the charge in the Russian uh, investigation. Alex Jones threatened uh, Adam Schiff with death; he threatened to kill the man, which possibly is a felony. Yeah. Um, so there is a chance that Alex Jones actually uh, catches charges for lack of a better term, regarding his conversations about Adam Schiff and the threat on Adam Schiff's life, which is another thing that... um that is brought up in the lawsuit so his wife can keep the children but i don't want to get into his personal life that's all him and uh, and I'm, uh, again i'm he he might be a wonderful father that doesn't that does not concern us one bit here and i hope all that stuff works Who out knows?
2: i mean yeah we we can't speak to his uh it, you know his actions as a father but we can say that he preyed on the fears uh absolutely of, of millions of people and personally profited from it
1: and now we're seeing individuals from the alt-right and this new group they're called the alt-left which i mean i hate both of these terms, but this is sort of the common nomenclature now. They're called Antifa, they're anti-fascist, uh, but they are dressing like ISIS for some reason and I'm not quite sure why. It seems as if we have new um, factions and it's very polarized with both of these extremist philosophies um, even though being anti-fascist should not necessarily be extremist. However, they do act in, in ways that, uh, that is violent, as we saw uh, again on the day that uh, we had the march for Donald Trump to reveal his taxes. There was immense amount of clashes. Uh, yeah, what at happened Berkeley. what happened with that well that was between alt-right Trump supporters and this group antifa mm-hmm. and so it just uh it, it bubbled over from from a lot of shouting uh, into an all-out brawl I mean it was it was a real uh it was a riot situation and both sides uh, are, are to blame anytime you're doing something that requires you to cover your face you should ask yourself what you're doing yeah. and why don't you want yourself to be known are you doing you must be doing something wrong if you don't want people to know who you are and that's my same thing with people who hide themselves on twitter or yeah. hide themselves in real life claim what you say uh and own it and deal with the ramifications of your actions and deal with the uh, ramifications of your words and i think at the for the most part you'll be judged uh, appropriately mm-hmm. so the uh, yeah so this new movement the alt-left it's just uh it's the alt-right but you know for people who are obviously consider themselves more leftists some communists in their socialists and um definitely not trump supporters in any stretch of the imagination and i wouldn't even argue that they're democrats the same way i don't argue that trump supporters are republicans i mean these are really unique entities uh, that we're seeing for the first time kind of pop up in this country because of social media and again because of individuals who uh stoke the the fire and, and fuel the flames of hatred and rage uh like alex jones mm-hmm. um and that's why you know there are a couple of senators out there that i really do like i like al franken on the left i think he's doing a good job of trying to maintain a sort of moderate tone if we as we talked about previously on the show him not telling jeff sessions to resign but rather recuse himself from the russian investigation which obviously happened and then there's a fellow out of nebraska named ben sass who i think is a real charming dude and, and another politician um who uh, we need to keep an eye on. Uh, also, there is the situation now that's happening in, uh, Marcus, we can find this out. Uh, the Democrats have a big chance. I believe the vote was today. In Georgia. In Georgia. This is sort of considered the first referendum on Donald Trump. Uh, this is a very conservative district. Uh, there is a documentarian, a filmmaker, who is running for the seat. And uh, let's see if we can get his name and, um, and see what's going on there. Uh, his name is John Osoff. Okay, John Ossoff, he's a 30-year-old man, Uh, he's charming, and who is the man that currently holds the seat, the Republican? Tom Price. It became
2: vacant when Tom Price became Trump's health and human services secretary. Okay, so this is
1: sort of the first time where we have a power vacuum that needs to be filled. Um, This is, and and of course, again, this is a very conservative district, and the fact that Ossoff is doing so well as uh, as a Democrat, and a fairly liberal Democrat at that uh, is boding very well to the Democratic Party which is currently no longer talking about uh, negative uh, no longer talking negatively about money in politics because they are raking it in mm-hmm. so whenever you're getting the money uh, you're quite fond of money in politics <laughs> but, uh, but 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 when, but when you're on the losing end of that stick uh, you don't like it so much of course Hillary Clinton outspent uh, Donald Trump uh, immensely during the 2016 campaign so Democrats they they, they can't uh, wash their hands of the the, the blood money uh, that happens all over the political, national political um, scene here in America. So that's a very close race to watch in Georgia. And if uh, Ossoff is able to win, it bodes very well for the Democrats going into 2018. Is there that much Trump backlash uh, in this country that will allow a district like this to flip over and go with the Democrat? Uh, I believe at this point, you know, Donald Trump is currently hovering at 37% approval ratings. The bump that he got after the Syrian strike is sort of uh, the the hangover is gone uh and the the nationalism and the rally around the flag uh people have stopped stopped dancing to the beat of war to the drum beat of war, and have sort of come back to uh have him at the poll numbers that he 's been sort of sitting at his entire what 90 some days it's unbelievable we're not even 100 days into this yet yeah i think it's um, 92 or 93 um so he's back at 37 percent or 35 percent or upwards of 40 percent uh, given the margin of error either way he's the lowest this is the lowest in modern history of any new president again we tend to give them the benefit of the doubt until proven otherwise and donald trump uh Immediately got off on the wrong foot, lying about crowd size, now he's lying about Easter eggs, and now God knows what's going to happen with his foreign policy overseas. I think the country is very unnerved. Uh, For the first time, the North Korean threat, it always has been serious. Um, And maybe the Americans just haven't been looking at it closely enough. It's certainly magnified right now. We made a puppet movie about it. We did
2: make a puppet (laughs) movie about it.
1: Team America World Police, which is fantastic. It is. Uh, It's a lot better than the other one that had all the protests. What
2: was the name of the one? Oh, yeah. The Seth Rogen, James Franco one. That was so stupid. I never watched it. But Team America, World Police, if you've never seen it,
1: yeah. go watch it. It is amazing. It's Trey Parker and Matt Stone. It's, it's fantastic. going to drive me nuts. What was the name of that movie?
2: Uh... We have
1: to find out. We have to give the people the information for this movie that probably has 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> what is... It does not have uh, The Interview. The Interview. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, of course, that was pulled from movie theaters because the North Koreans were absolutely livid and uh, supposedly caused the now infamous Sony hack, mm-hmm. um, which... Uh, which Permeated all across Hollywood because we got to see what scumbags producers are. Mm-hmm. So thank you for that, Kim Jong Un. I guess. Um, so there's a lot of stuff happening uh, regarding North Korea, and of course, uh, these ballistic missile tests are uh, are scary to say the least. However, I don't believe they have the technology that they're pretending they do have. Again, my understanding of it, many of those missiles uh, that were uh, that were touted out um, during the nationalistic parade in North Korea. Were totally fake because people were like either they developed an entirely new missile or it's paper mache.
2: Yeah, and I think people uh, there are, there are some people that I think are overreacting mm-hmm. to this quite, quite a bit. But uh, there's a, there's a lot of people that are screaming World War Three right now, and we are not. I don't think we're anywhere close to that point right now. I don't think we're any close. We're not close to North Korea wiping Los Angeles off the map or anything like that. Like, it's not, we're not at war, uh, with North Korea. It's Mm -hmm. not there yet. Uh, these things can, they can still pull it out. Uh, we've got some very brilliant military minds uh, working for the Trump administration, and, you know, so Mike, I don't think yeah.
1: anyone really wants war with North Korea because there's nothing in it. There's nothing in it for us whatsoever. It would just be a total nightmare. Um, and Mike Pence did continue that uh, when discussing we're no longer going to have the strategic patience. Uh, he did discuss you know diplomacy being uh, you know key and crucial to his ideas of solving the, Nor- the North Korean uh, problem. But Donald Trump just. You know, he's not acting like John F. Kennedy did during the, during the Cuban Missile Crisis by any stretch of the imagination when he tweets uh, negative things about North Korea. This plays horribly on the international stage. And it, th- those are the things, those are the uh Extremely significant foreign policy decisions that presidents have to make again life and death decisions that Donald Trump flippantly tweets about that's what makes people so unnerved. Mm-hmm. you know this North Korea hasn't changed uh, they've been a a extremely uh, militaristic fascist regime for uh, decades upon decades. They haven't changed one bit. The thing that has changed is the person in the White House tweeting about them and again North Koreans. They use that as strong propaganda. It's a strong propaganda tool against the United States. There were some interviews done with uh, North Koreans um, at the parade, at the military parade, and of course, without a doubt, they believe they can destroy uh, the United States, um, and uh, they, are, they are they're more confident than ever before. And when Donald Trump does those, uh, when he tweets about those extremely significant foreign policy. Uh, You know, decisions that will have to be made further down the road, it unnerves the American people, and it destabilizes the entire uh, world. I mean, that's how significant the position of president is.
2: Well, Donald Trump has said again and again that the reason why he uses Twitter is so he can have a direct voice to the people. Uh, Sure. I'm not sure why people need a direct voice on this. I'm not sure why this is something that he needs to directly address people about. I don't get the benefit of
1: it. If you wanted to direct the people, if you wanted to have a direct conversation with the people, Go to the Oval Office, sit down, do exactly what, uh, you know, Ronald Reagan did an amazing job of it. Bill Clinton did a very good job of it. Sit down and speak to the American people Mm -hmm. calmly, rationally. Don't just... Uh, You know, answer a reporter's question regarding Kim Jong-un and say he's behaving badly because this is not an NBC sitcom. He's not Charlie Sheen. (laughs) You know, this is very real stuff. And so I I do agree with your point, Marcus. I think it is a bit overblown. But Donald Trump isn't doing the country any favors by um, by stoking the fears. Uh, And of course, you know, again, people war is a great uniter. And I think the Trump administration could find himself, I think Donald Trump could find himself going that way in order to get his approval ratings up. And it just works time and time and time again. And it's just one of those unfortunate facts about human beings and human Mm -hmm. nature. We uh, we tend to come together in times of trauma and separate in times of peace. So, anyway, we got to wrap this episode up because we got a lot of work to do. But we will see everyone in Colorado. Absolutely. I cannot wait to see you. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening. You can go to the Able Against Top Hat uh, merch page. Uh, here on CCR, get some T-shirts and all that stuff. And the campaign is going great. I promise you, all I'll never stop doing the shows. I already I wrote my first campaign ad. Oh, and it is in there. I am keeping my job Woo. because, like you, we're sick of career politicians. That's right. Work. We're working people here, um, so you can go to BK for BK, and we're going to get some policies up there. And you know, it's been a wonderful experience. I'm really excited about it, all that stuff. And if you are in town, the 24th, 10:30 to noon uh, at the at the steps of City Hall, I'm going to be there uh, for the close Rikers Island rally, which. I'm I think absolutely has to be done. And I just wrote an article that hopefully, hopefully is published in the Daily News stating some reasons why. Um, all right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Okay, bye.
2: For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com.
0: I'm what you might call very good at hide and seek. And since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house. Even in my super secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite Ha! Found ya. How? You left to find my tablet on. Get wall to wall Wi Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply, not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one.